for a special occasion. For a special occasion. Like Mario like Party. Mario like Mario Party. Party. <laughs> yeah. Don, I'm very lonely. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Mario Party is an occasion. Mm-hmm. Long game. I didn't realize it took that long. Uh, it usually doesn't. We forgot to account for the fact that there were four people. Mm-hmm. Usually, we'll do, like, a 30-turn game with three people, and it barely lasts an hour. Yeah. But we did a 25-turn game with four people, and it lasted like an hour and a half. I'm so sorry that I threw your game out of whack. Oh, no, it wasn't you. No, it was very fun. That was the wildest game I've ever seen. That was that was definitely one of the most eventful games of Mario That shit Party. had everything in it. it literally <laughs> everything, yeah. It had shit I've never seen before in it. It's because it felt sorry for me. It will do that. You're not wrong. Yeah, but then it was like really mean to you. <laughs> like, it was like, wow. Was... All right. So hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Towns Over. I am Don. That's Josh. That was Reuben. Yeah. We're just throwing all things Ooh, out of the window today. Caution to the wind. Yeah. Woo. I told you I'm going to start acting like Kanye. And Josh wrote a script with no opinions in it? Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah. No, you're right. I didn't. There's a lot of opinions in the script. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> Josh made you some content today, guys. And some john tent? Some john tent. <laughs> no, because it just makes me think of John Tron. Damn it. I don't know. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, John Tron used to be so good. Yeah. Then he said some. Then really, he said some racist shit. Yeah, some really weird shit about. Black people, genetics, and, crime. Yeah. Decided to be one of those guys and then never like actually apologized for it. Poor, poor me for losing that. That's why we can't we can't have we any can't good have nice things, creators. man. At least liars still safe. I haven't heard anything terrible uh, about the game grumps yet. True. So true. that's good. RT game will always be wholesome. And I think uh, the only reason anyone's a little iffy about Markiplier is he still associates with other shitty content creators, which you can hold against him to a certain extent. Mm. I'm a big fan of cutting ties with anyone who says some, like, like if you heard what JonTron said and then you did a video with him. I don't even know who JonTron is. So. He was a YouTuber. I figured. But. Still is, but less popular but, now yeah. because he said some racist shit. The only problematic YouTubers I know is uh, PewDiePie and uh, PewDiePie is way worse than problematic at this point. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how PewDiePie still has a fucking platform because he does not denounce his Nazi followers. That's fair. And then I know Onision. What is an Onision? Jesus Christ. Onion boy. Onion boy. He's what's uh, an onion boy. I'll leave it here this way. Chris Hansen from Dateline NBC went after him. Yeah. So. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, you remember that I'm a banana. I'm a banana. It was like a classic shit, early shit post YouTube video. No. Classic YouTube. All right. I'm just going to leave every moment of that awkward silence <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that's a couple right. of slow bleeps <laughs> happened in that moment, guys. I'm actually thinking about just expanding it to like a, <laughs> <laughs> just two minutes of just awkward silence. Add a cricket. No. <laughs> but, oh, you know, uh, well, let's go for the other way, though. Let's say um, pro Jared and 
Johnny Depp have something in common is that uh, their significant other tried viciously to defame them. Yeah. I don't know who Pro Jared is. Pro Jared, he was a D&D ah. uh, YouTuber. Fuck Gary Gygax. Yeah, Pro Jared was a was not what? a D&D YouTuber. Gary he was a gaming YouTuber. He did D&D stuff too. He did D&D stuff too, but he was mostly video games and stuff. Yeah. But he, there was, um, I mean, there were some allegations made about him being like a predator and um the internet went fucking crazy because it was during the height of the me too movement and then it came out finally that none of that shit was true that's good well yeah he still lost his goddamn platform right yeah. still ruined his goddamn life because he was it was a similar similar situation where it was like it turns out like he was probably the one that was being manipulated and abused. Oh. So, like, and maybe it won't, you know, maybe it was a little bit more complicated than that, but, like, nobody was shitting on. It was fucking wild, is all yeah. I'll say. Yeah, it just it got announced that Johnny Depp is not going to make Amber Heard pay the money. Not all he wanted was his life back. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. need money. He's rich as fuck. It's not about the money, it's about sending and a message. said that, uh, I think because Disney Will Smith should be next. I think Disney wised up. Uh they've already said that Johnny Depp will be coming back as Captain Jack Sparrow. No, he won't. He won't go back. I'm, he said during the trial. Yeah. yeah, but he also said that he wanted to of all the characters he's ever played, that is the only one that he has loved to the oh, point that yeah. he I mean that is such a good character. Yeah, he carried the costume with him anytime he traveled in case there were there was a kid or yeah, something yeah he would dress up as Captain you know Jackson. that movie is probably actually responsible for my love very deep love of pirates yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well i always read one it. piece <laughs> not until we can uh do our own podcast about it start reading bitch <laughs> well but we got we got to do it like week by week I'll, I'll read a volume a week start reading I am caught up, and I reread that shit all the time. You just I wanna, need to I start. I want to get my natural reactions on a week by week basis, like while they're fresh. Like I will, I will grind out the whole novel like the night before we record it. Tell me when time. you want to record. Okay. We we might have to like backlog some episodes. Absolutely. Bank. Literally, just read them. Listen. Fuck the people on the other side of this microphone. I've said it before. <laughs> I'll say it again. <clears throat> They don't need to know when we recorded them. That's fair. If you want to read a volume, you call me. Be like, hey, are you free? I'll be like, bitch, yes. What time is it? <laughs> one o'clock? Let's talk for three hours about fucking One Piece. I don't give a shit. We might actually do that. Do it. We, we have to give it a ridiculously long name. I am working too. very little right now. I wonder what the character limit is on podcast titles. And I'm su- <laughs> You know, that's a good question. We can find it together. <laughs> we we, we can. can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Josh, I'm desperate for healthy company. Heard. I have nothing at home. We'll do something. This has been your weekly one take talk, courtesy of Two Towns Over. I can't, I haven't been doing Ruben's rants because there's only one thing I want to talk about and it's going to make it sad (laughs) very quickly and it's going to sound like I'm bitching to myself. So like, I don't want to do that yet. (laughs) So they're just going to have to wait. I'll come up with something, but like, 
I can't right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not doing well. We preach the importance of mental health. They understand. Yes. This has been your check-in yeah. with me. The the this one. This one. <laughs> Randall. <laughs> it's Rufus. Rufus. That, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get started. So uh, this week... Uh, I wrote a script. Josh wrote a script. I took a lot of the script directly from uh, various articles because I was trying to like take the information and rewrite it in a way that was more me, but all of it was already written so well don't, and so succinctly. I put my mouth on that, my guy. Don't I didn't touch, touch the mouth part. It ended up just being a lot of rephrasing, but the information is all very good. Yes. So since hey, we did, did you know that that's how most of it is? Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. that's how most that, of writing. That's why I didn't feel bad about it anymore. Usually, I'll study and then I'll rewrite a lot of it from memory. But this one, I was like, "This is too much information," and uh, I am copying your homework. Now, yeah. I learned a long time ago the way to the way to write in your own voice because I was I was not a creative writing major because fuck college, I didn't do well. Um, I'm not a good structure boy. Yeah, at all. I'm I'm sure you've noticed. Um, is I would literally um, read whatever I was supposed to read and write the report on or whatever, uh-huh. and then I would just try to explain it back out loud and just write that down. Yeah, and then you just remove your cuss words and change <laughs> a couple of words to some bigger words to impress your teacher. Yep, or the audience, and then you just that's your voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If you read a scientific paper and the scientific paper is like, so the angle of the tangent of the this of the that, and you're like, so this line touches this (laughs) circle. And what that means is, and that's, you know, it's the same information. So a few weeks ago, or it's been a couple of months now. I don't know how long it's been. It's been a hot minute since we did werewolves. Yeah, we did werewolves and team Edward uh, jumped in our shit. So y'all, I gotta be very clear about this. No one in Twilight is good. No, <laughs> the good, the only good one in Twilight is Bella's dad, and even then, he's <laughs> mustache dad. He's kind of neglectful. So like, kind of, he lets his eighteen-year-old daughter get married, or is she eighteen when they get married? I think she's. I think she's just quote barely eighteen unquote. Oh God. barely legal. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it popped into my head and I yeah, had to. Ready fair. for that. What are, what are you doing, step vampire? Sex. Uh, oh, speaking of porn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no no uh, no good sentence starts with that, but go on. Speaking of porn, that's the that's the the type of porn that you that I can't watch anymore. Oh god. It, yeah, it's I, like becoming there's it's a bigger and bigger gap now for me, and now like I find myself searching for like thirty two year old woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. Watsky has a great story about how um he always had like like a milf complex. Mm-hmm. I do he, like an older when woman. He was I'll young. be honest with you. And uh, he talks about it. I think it's in his book How to Ruin Everything where he has an essay about how he got to this point in his life where he realized that like, Oh, all of a sudden the milfs that I've always fantasized about are starting to pay attention to me. I wonder what, Oh, I'm 30. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, we are going to talk <laughs> I thought 30 was going to be easier than this. <laughs> oh, man. We're talking about vampires for the next uh, <laughs> two weeks. So speaking of porn. Speaking of porn. <laughs> yeah. uh, so in the modern day, the word vampire elicits many different mental images depending on the media preference of the person who hears it. We think of Bram Stoker's legendary gothic fiction novel, Dracula. The gamers among us immediately jump to Castlevania. Yeah, we do. And the more comedy-oriented will imagine a bunch of bumbling, immortal idiots depicted in what we do in the shadows. Phenomenal. It's it's Blade. Oh, shit! I didn't Mm. talk about Blade! Well, Blade's technically half-breed. It's still vampire That's racist. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's... it's, Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) He's a daywalker. He's a daywalker! Yeah. Um... People with and good- he does the most ridiculously cool shit I've ever seen another person do as yeah. a vampire. Oh, dude, it's such a cool movie. Also, he Why made was up Triple H and Blade, dude. <laughs> right? <laughs> also, also, he made up the phrase "motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill," and that shit <laughs> sends me. Like, <laughs> never where did he go? How did I mean? I've never seen the third one, and it's got Ryan Reynolds. You would, and he's basically Deadpool in that one. So you would figure I would watch it. But God, I love Ryan Reynolds. There's, a, I, I've seen like a clip where he says something about taking a giant leap off my sugar frosted flake dick or something like that. Yeah, he I says a, he Reynolds. says a lot of stuff about his dick in that movie. Yeah. Okay, so uh, people with good taste in films uh, will recall Queen of the Damned, an interview with a vampire. People with dated tastes in movies will receive a mental image of Nosferatu. And people with bad tastes in movies will think of Twilight. I. Shots fired. <laughs> I told you th- th- the books were better. I told the you that there would be. The books were barely opinions. better, and I read all four of them a lot. <laughs> but they were still better because nothing could have been worse. Look, man, the crux of the whole series is a, a boy who is a werewolf man by this point. <laughs> Falls in love with an embryo <laughs> who then grows up fast enough to be his fucking girlfriend. Are you shitting me? Yeah. No, dude, it's a very this is bad why, this story. Is, this is why... It's fan fiction. It's way worse than fan fiction tends to be to me, though. Ooh, you're reading Personally, different fan fiction than I No, because there's a certain charm for, like, a... You know, if you, like, a 15-year-old is writing about Dragon Ball Z and, and Harry Potter, like... That's fun. Yeah, most Stephanie Myers dick. was an adult woman talking about a man falling in love with a baby. Yeah, that's true. In my opinion, anything that caused Fifty Shades of Grey should yeah. be erased and eradicated from existence. Because let us never forget, Fifty Shades of Grey started out as Twilight fan fiction. No, it didn't. What? Yes, it did. What? Yes. What? It started out as Twilight fan fiction. And the person who wrote it got such a response that she changed the characters and... Turned it into Fifty Shades of Grey. So you're telling me that's Bella and Edward in that yes. shit? Mm-hmm. You gotta be fucking kidding me. No. I wish that... Um, well. You know, sometimes I get real disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Not often. I also, I love that none of the actors who were involved in Twilight like that they were involved in yeah. Twilight. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Anna Kendrick... Yeah, made a tweet one time where she was like, holy shit, I just watched Twilight and I remembered that I was in Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the thing is, if you go back and like you you watch Twilight and I watch Twilight 
a lot because I have riff tracks for Twilight. And yeah. Oh, that's the only acceptable sentence exactly. you could have said. Yeah. And then you go and you watch the actors like Kristen Stewart to be or clear, Robert Pattinson. Because Kristen Stewart movie. is not that bad of an actor. No. To be clear, if you are literally 14 or younger and you love Twilight, we're not talking about you. No. no. Those movies fine. are for you. You also should turn this off. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, no, fuck that. If your parent says turn it off, yeah, turn it off. If, I, otherwise, I don't give a shit. If you got bad parents, then that's fine. If you got bad parents, that's on them, not <laughs> me. Except the one person who does listen to this with his kid. You guys are fine. Yeah. You guys are fine. You're doing You're doing great. You're doing a great job. Yeah, we're cussing and talking about sex. That's not going to hurt anybody. No. No, he's going to be exposed to it at school Anyway, like it's fine. Well, I would America, think get over the worst yourself. part would be that we occasionally talk about, uh, oh, I don't know, people with their heads being severed, and oh yeah, there's some of that today. Yeah, that shit that that's, that just happens <laughs> though. That can happen. That's life. You're walking down the street and your head pops off, or you're walking down the street and some woman has jumped from the ninth floor of the building. <laughs> you die with your shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> You die with your shoes on and your hands in your pockets. Whistling a jaunty tune. To right. understand. I like to think that that was God saying, you know what, dude? You did it right. I think you're done. You get to come up here now. To understand that reference, please listen to the episode about Elisa Lamb and the Cecil Hotel. Yes. Elevator game. Ele- eleva- elevator game. Yeah. At, yeah, yeah. Because we, we were still we attaching Urban Hotel. Legends. Yeah. At that Back point. when we thought we were doing <laughs> Urban Legends. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Welcome to Two Towns Over. This is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Where we occasionally try to shoehorn an urban legend. <laughs> we, we talk get, about We get more stuff. urban legends from the midweeks now. Yeah, we do. But I think I think now we're doing more legend legends. Yeah, this is definitely a legend legend. Yeah. We're Welcome to Two Towns of... Over, a legends podcast. There you go. <laughs> we are still in the intro. We're still in the intro. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but what we're digging into today is the history behind the creature itself. And the stories that inspired the stories that we know and love today. But before we can do that, let's take a quick detour into et- etymology. Yeah. Bastard. And discuss the origins oh, of the word itself. Oh, you know how to say etymology. I know, but I'm still tired from us. <laughs> oh, yeah. We kept Don up pretty <laughs> Way late. past his bedtime. Way past his bedtime. I tried to warn him. Yeah. Uh, so the modern definition of the word vampire is as follows. Preternatural being, commonly believed to be reanimated corpse. I gotta look up a thing real quick. That uh, it just to... means supernatural, yeah. basically. Unnatural. I know that, but I want to know specifically. <laughs> that is said to suck the blood of sleeping persons at night. This is how. This is why I talk like I talk because I'd be searching <laughs> words like preternatural. <laughs> However, earlier uses never necessarily implied the hallmark hallmark of blood sucking that we know vampires for today. Yeah, vampires were a lot more vague. So it's literally like a half a step down from supernatural. Yeah. It's just like beyond what is normal. Yes. Like. Yep. Uh, the first uses of the word in English uh, cropped up in news reports. The fuck are we talking about? I was looking up preternatural. The word vampire. Okay, word. Yeah. Vampire? Vampire. I knew that was coming. Yeah, well. I'm surprised it's, it didn't come earlier. It's coming up in like well, three I, sentences. <laughs> I didn't hear what you were saying because I was trying to expand my own vocabulary, Don. Okay. I'm learning over here. I'm bettering myself daily someone come spend time with me for real progress might just work forever you have no idea how boring it is to be me (laughs) i'm trying to get it where we can do this on a daily basis (laughs) just yeah yeah (laughs) Um, 
So I'm dying out here. <laughs> the first use of the word in English cropped up in news reports from around 1732, referencing an epidemic of vampire attacks in Eastern Europe. English speakers at the time vehicle were- fire, vampire. <laughs> <laughs> That's someone from the future, because they came back and they're like, dude, my van was on a pyre. Van pyre. <laughs> uh, that's van, a great word for what's been happening. is a great B-flick. <laughs> we should make it. Okay, heard. Get Cat to do the poster. Okay, heard. <laughs> have the, the van on a pyre and just have the smoke billowing out. No, no, no. I, I'm now imagining the van. Um, from Dungeons and Daddies. No. <laughs> okay. Do you remember the movie where the little kid turns a cow into a vampire? No. Nope. Okay. So in the movie, the cow turns into a vampire and it grows fangs and has a cape. And I'm imagining that this van just has fangs and a cape. <laughs> it sound like Ruben had like a Chick-fil-A fever dream. Don. What? I've been isolated for a very long time. Ruben would never <laughs> eat a Chick-fil-A. I wouldn't. I'm not saying he would. I'm just saying that somehow he's got those old cow thing going. Um, I do know there was a movie called Monster Truck where there was a truck that was literally a creature. There was also Rubber, which was just about a tire that yes. explodes you with psychic powers. Yes. That is movie amazing. is awful. It, oh, yeah. It is so awful. I love it. It's up there with feeders and Birdemic and... Frogs. I would say Rubber is actually worse than Birdemic. Ooh. No, no. Uh, the acting in, in Rubber is better. The actors that are in it. It just makes no sense. People watching it. I don't. Either way. We're not. We're still like on page one here. So let's. <laughs> I knew it would have been too much if I wrote anymore. I'm not going to stop this time, Don. <laughs> I told you I'm Kanye today. English speakers at the time derived our spelling from the German vampire as well as French vampire. Uh, the combination of which sometimes we just be changing spellings and pronunciations yep. for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Why do we do that? Because we're American. Yep. Yeah, uh, English, English speakers only at, steals. English speakers at the time derived Not our anymore. spelling. I read that. Uh, the combination of which likely led to our English vampire spelling. V a m p i r e. So the the German vampire was v a m p i r, and then uh the. What was the French. the French was pyre p y r e so we we were like oh, I like the i and I like the e on the end mm-hmm. vampire the German and French versions of the word likely took their own earlier inspiration from the Serbian vampiri 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 okay we'll get a bit more into this later because while etymology is very detailed and fucking boring. I disagree. I actually love etymology. I could not. It's so it's cool the way I watered it down and put it in there. No, I like it. When when I was reading like a long, like full article about the etymology of the word vampire, I was like, I am only going to do one paragraph about this. That is my shit, though. (laughs) So going back to those reports of vampire epidemics in Eastern Europe, let's get into exactly what it, uh, what exactly defined the first versions of our favorite sexy, pale, blood-sucking creatures of the night. Nosferatu is not sexy. No, he's not. Well, it depends. Well. You got those ears you can hang on to. Mm. <laughs> like bicycle handles. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's your horrific, uh, image. horrific mental image. Yeah. Now, I'm going to add. Art that. I'm going to add worse to that. <laughs> Are you riding that bicycle which way? 
<laughs> like, are you behind Nosferatu or are you in front of are Nosferatu? Are you looking Nosferatu in his soul? Are you looking at Nosferatu's, the crown of Nosferatu's head? <laughs> Which is greatly shaped. Um, I would not because I would be too scared that Nosferatu would um, bite. Are you into that? No, I'm not. I'm not asking Bella you. Bella is. <laughs> Bella definitely is. <laughs> I bet I know who else is, too. Stephanie. <laughs> so London curate, curate Thomas Lewis became highly concerned with the scent of decomposing flesh, which permeated his church walls. Uh, the result of overcapacity tombs inside of the church. Now, Lewis would publish a pamphlet called Seasonable Considerations on the Indecent and Dangerous Custom of Burying in Churches and Churchyards. What the fuck is with old people titles? I don't know. Good Lord. One day, somebody is going to look back on something that we have written. And by we, I do just mean this generation of people. Yeah. And it's going to be like a treatise on why YOLO and swag are the two best <laughs> words we've ever invented. <laughs> and somebody's going to be like, what the And then somebody's going to create fuck? a competing paper about how yeet is actually the best mm -hmm. word. I hate what I've done <laughs> here today. But my thing is, why can't you just say, hey guys, shit stinks? Say it again. Say the title again. Deep breath. Seasonable considerations on the indecent and dangerous custom of buying, burying in churches and churchyards. Oh, because obviously... It's about demons. Okay. I don't know, man. The horrible vapors, he believed, <laughs> desecrated the space, distracting his congregation from prayer. Lewis would also claim that the odors were causing diseases like the plague, smallpox, and, of course, dysentery. Because everything caused dysentery in mm -hmm. that time period. Pretty much every time period before, uh, like, 100 years ago. Or in... <laughs> other countries now still all the time i'm just gonna cause this the awkward pause episode i was wondering why you stopped because i was waiting on you to respond and i was like what's happening i don't i was, I was waiting to be like put in my place about no. like third world country still having a huge problem with dysentery and i wasn't acknowledging that no my brain i don't know my brain locked up um so yeah you you just kind of stared at him for a minute it's <laughs> <laughs> weird <laughs> Lewis's view That's of my the, job. Lewis's view of the dead <laughs> as being dangerous to the still living was largely based in contemporary scientific thinking of the time, which in the 1720s hadn't quite managed to break free from the still prevalent medieval superstition. Several years later, on the other side of Europe, in the Serbian villages of oh, you motherfucker, I, of yeah, Kisiljevo, couldn't even find a pronunciation for it. But I'm going to go with Kisiljevo because they don't pronounce their J's in Serbia. Right? It's, I, I don't know. It sounds good to me. Ours here, but yeah. <laughs> Locals would also blame a corpse for spreading diseases. This time, however, the transmission method of that disease would be much more sinister and much more supernatural. In July of 1725, or preternatural. Pre In July of 1725, the people of the village requested the assistance of a health and safety official. Now you know why we usually want to start around like 3:30 is because we're not going to wake up like <laughs> until five. Like really. <laughs> professor Frumbald's, uh, not Professor, Provisor Frumbald's usual concern in such situations was identifying the cause of groupings of cases and preventing epidemics. <sighs> it was like an early Surgeon General. Yeah. The villagers believed Petar Blagojevic. That sounds correct. Bl Blagojevic? Yeah. I don't Blagojevic, know. Blagojevic, Blagojevic. Yeah. 
Hey, anybody from Serbia? Don't. Us up. I think it's actually Bl- Blagojevic. Bitch. Yeah, because there's a e over the C. Yeah, uh-huh. Ha, ha, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, but according to uh, the villagers believe Pitar, who had died 10 weeks before, was up and out of his grave, walking around and bringing death to their homes. Uh, Blagojevic's widow, I'm gonna, it's going to be like the Bologna <laughs> massacre again. <laughs> <laughs> Different every time. Blagojevic's widow claimed her husband knocked on her door after the funeral, demanding she bring him his shoes. Before attempting, he wanted sh- his Jordans. <laughs> Before <attempting laughs> I to gotta have her. my Jordan <laughs> sixes, like, baby. You guys buried me in the wrong fucking shoes. You put me in the fives. Blagojevic's supposedly remained active over the next full week and a half, attacking some nine more villagers in a reign of terror. Once woken from the attack, each victim reported Blagojevic's. <laughs> what do you imagine a reign of terror would look like? Like an actual physical, you know, like precipitation of terror. It would be like spiders and snakes. Blood. And a little bit of blood. Uh, I think it would just be needles. Ooh. It would just be needles falling. Like straight down, like raindrops. Like the reality of what Pokemon attacks are like. Yeah. They're much more terrifying than yeah. they and, are. And then we'd have to invent chainmail umbrellas and stuff. Yeah. No, chainmail wouldn't even do it. You would need like plate. I mean, like Pl- plate mail is weak to stabbing. Plate mail. What? Yeah. Chainmail is actually pretty no, strong sorry. against stabbing. Thought that was what you countered chainmail with was stabbing weapons. You're thinking about weapons. video games, dog. <laughs> no, no, no. Like from, any any weapon. I watched okay, hold so on. much Deadliest Warrior. Any weapon that is big and strong enough to punch through metal will get through chainmail. But like it's for swords. Uh-huh. Chainmail is versus swords. Like a hand, one hand. Plate mail is better against bigger weapons like great swords and axes and shit. But it doesn't really matter because it has to still be thin enough for you to walk around and fight in it. Armor was not as good as we thought it was. It's no. actually, it's better at some things and way worse at others. Chainmail also suffered from a notable weakness in that sword and spear tips or arrowheads could penetrate individual ringlets at a direct on angle. As such, knights would commonly wear a cuirass over the chainmail skirt for extra or over the chainmail shirt for extra protection. Yeah. Because when you stab at it, it breaks through the ringlets. Yeah, if you're a straight-on angle. So, but again, you could put leather over that and solve that problem. True, because it would just dull it, yeah. Yeah, and also, like, even if you're going to get stabbed through the chainmail ringlet, like, it's going to stab you less than it would have. Anyway, what the fuck are we talking about right now? I don't know anymore. Rain, rain of terror. Needles, it wouldn't matter because they're tiny anyway. They would go straight through the ringlets. I know. That's what I'm saying. Well, we'd have to invent the aluminum. The velocity of them falling straight through the Do sky? Do you think they could pierce like aluminum? Not like foil, but like actual like aluminum? Like a sheet of aluminum? Like a sheet of aluminum? Probably not. You think? I think they could. I'm imagining steel needles. I was thinking like tungsten needles. That's Worse. I know. Mm. Right in. Tell us what you think. <laughs> so that we can stop talking about this fucking what. So once <laughs> once woken from the attack, each victim reported that the 
vampire, had laid himself upon them and throttled them. After the attacks, victims yeah. were said to suffer. And that Stephanie Meyer wrote a whole novel about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> victims were said to suffer from a mysterious 24 hour <laughs> illness before each of them would succumb to the disease and die. As Frumbald detailed in his official report, the village elders had already come up with their own diagnosis. Diagnosis? Diagnosis. Diagnosis. Noise. Blagojevic was vampiri. The Serbian word for back from the dead. So Frumbald Frumbald conducted a former... Frumbald conducted a formal autopsy on the exhumed body of Blagojevic. He would... He would record the appearance as well as the scent of the corpse as completely fresh. He also made note of the appearance of fresh blood around the mouth, which he concluded must have been sucked from the victims. With such evidence before him, he couldn't muster any objection to the villagers' plan of action, repulsive though it seemed. As they drove a sharpened stake through Blagojevich's torso, Frumbald witnessed much blood, completely fresh, gush from the ears and mouth and concluded that this must have been further proof of undead status if any was needed. And the big thing, too, with, like, fresh blood around the mouth and stuff, your body just does that shit when it rots. Yeah, people juices. We've discussed yeah, this Yeah, we've recently. talked a lot about people juices. You leak when you die. You yes, leak. you do. Yep. Harley Poe has a really good song about it. It might be a cover, though. What the fuck kind of frame of mind would somebody have to be in to write about a song about corpse juices? It's a really catchy song. You introduced me to a song called Chainsaw Guts Fucks. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like the worms crawling, the worms yeah, crawl yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Emos like to listen to weird shit, okay? I guess. <laughs> In his report to the Habsburg authorities, Frumbald would report that all indications, all the indications were present that Bogojevich <clears throat> was, in fact, a vampire. At the same time, he refused to accept any blame if his superiors felt his conclusion was ignorant. That's that's the Ow. same mentality that I have when I write. I refuse to accept any blame <laughs> if you think that my scripts are ignorant. He insisted that the fault lay entirely with the villagers who were beside themselves with fear. And he did what he had to do to calm them down. His report made for an incredibly sensational newspaper copy, leading to the first printed usage of the local term vampiri which would soon filter its way into other European languages, as mentioned previously in our riveting discussion of the ever-fascinating and not-at-all-boring study of etymology. At least according to Ruben. <laughs> we could fight. <laughs> I, I'd really just be writing my own jokes into the script. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. Yeah. So Lewis's complaint in Frumbald's investigation stemmed from the same public health issue, the proximity being the proximity between the living and the dead. That had been a problem since the beginnings of urbanization in the 11th century Europe. Homes and businesses were most often built around places of worship, which had attached burial grounds. The church was heavily resistant to changing this fact because burials, indoors and out, was a lucrative business. Always comes back to money. Yeah, always. It always. Yes, especially always, always with always the comes church. Back to money. Priests. Received, it doesn't matter who. Yeah. Priests well, received- but doubly so with the church. Yeah. Especially well, at this time period. The church was the richest entity, like, in the world. Maybe in this time period, yes. But I'll but look, if the you Vatican think medieval is made of gold. If you if if you think that medieval kings and princes and dukes and shit were less exploitative than the church, you're wrong. Oh, because no, they, they were, were the church officials. Right. 
like it's all the same. The church held power over the nobles and shit, though, too. It, like what the church said went. But what I mean is, it doesn't matter what the group is called. It's the same. It's either the church or the nobility or the oligarchy or the corporations or the whatever the fuck. It's all the same people. Right. But the church and what they said held power over what the people thought and the people could overthrow their local government and uh, monarchies. Yeah. And so you can a, say a that word... about certain things now. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. But that's my point is just I'm that just talking specifically in that time period. Sure. So priests received significant fees by delivering Ow. last rites and requiem masses, as well as selling the grave sites themselves. The closer to the living the burial site was, the more the church could charge for it. Meanwhile, Christians at the time took comfort in knowing that their loved ones would decay next to the fa- familiar people and places. Inside a protective cordon of prayer and remembrance. But as the years went on and on, populations on both sides of the graveyard wall rose until the living and the dead each competed to occupy the same real estate. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> when all the pot plots in a graveyard were full, as was happening quite often by the end of the 17th century, sextons would simply add another layer of the deceased. No. Yeah. Yeah. Digging graves two feet rather than the customary six feet under. The bodies of the poor or plague victims were dumped into mass graves. Most of these corpses were clothed only in fabric shrouds, as coffins were considered a serious luxury at the time. And now. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they're fucking expensive. Well, caskets. You can still get a coffin, basically. Well, a pine yeah, box. they'll put you in a pine box. But yeah, even exactly. those are expensive. Yeah. Oh, I'm buried in a pauper's grave. But you're, you're, my goal is to make the government bury me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a tree. No, I'm 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 gonna probably be cremated. Yeah, no, me too. Realistically, but I want one of those things where they put you in like the the organic pod thing mm-hmm. that makes a tree grow yeah. from the nutrients of your decaying corpse. Cindy and I watch a uh, YouTube uh, channel called Ask a Mortician, mm-hmm. and uh, she was actually showing that now they've got um, uh, compost where you can be turned into compost. That's yeah. That's basically you turn into compost for the tree. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, no, this you become like just dirt that they add to a forest to re. It, I mean, that's kind of cool just, too. But yeah. like, I, maybe I'm selfish, but I want to be a specific tree. You know, <laughs> and I want to be an oak. I want to be. I want to be like a. I want to be a wisteria tree. I want them to burn my corpse during a during a pagan ritual, <laughs> and then shoot me into this into the into space, mm-hmm. so that I am on a collision course with, say, a distant planet in the Andromeda galaxy. And then when my urn breaks on that planet after reentry, uh-huh. um, I sprout like Cybermen, ah, and become a colony all my own. That's good. That's good. Okay. Become a hive mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to become a hive mind. Me too. I, I changed my thing. That's my thing too now. So all it took for the dead to we rise. We can compete. <laughs> no, we could. We could. We, why would we compete? We're two hive minds. Just for fun. We should. For funsies. Well, yeah, but we should link up and conquer the galaxy and then the universe first. Okay. And then we can. Afterwards, we can. Yeah. We, we, can, we can have a war that ends at all. Yeah. Just for funsies. I'll be hell because that's funner. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Funner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All it took for the dead to rise back above ground was a heavy rainstorm, a pack of stray dogs, or a sloppy drunk gravedigger. Some were withered down to the bone, while others were noted to appear ruddy and well-fed. 
more lifelike than when they were last seen still gasping for their final breaths on their hollow cheek deathbeds. Bloating happens when yep. you die. Mm-hmm. Medical science failed to explain these such post-mortem anomalies, but folk tradition had a name for the undecayed, a revenant. Oh, uh, f- dude, a revenant is the coolest version of a vampire. Yep. From the French it's definitely verb, a cooler word. Revenir, meaning to come back. The Slavic term for the same phenomenon was vampir or upir. 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 By any name, uh, these monsters were believed to be the results of an improperly observed burial rites or a suspicious death. An individual who was denied the proper ceremonies would remain unable to rest and rise from their graves, attacking relatives and friends alike who would themselves perish in turn. Now, the medieval cure was appropriately drastic. Exhume the body put a stake through the chest, decapitate the corpse, and burn what remained before scattering the ashes and running water. That is a lot of work. Fucking wild. Like, that's overkill. (laughs) That is pure medieval overkill. Honestly, if I'm gonna burn the body, why do I need to stab it first? Gotta make damn sure. Vampires are scary. But if I'm gonna, if it's ash... Why do I need to stab it first? Well, it's kind of like the same thing as with pirates. Like if you if you were caught as a pirate by I think like the the East Indian Trading Company, they would brand your forehead with a P before they hung you. Like so, why the brand? Right. So everybody knows gonna, that you were punished. You were a pirate. But they're gonna kill you anyway. It seems like we're just wasting time branding. Yeah, it's fun. People were very bored at that yeah. point in history. I can't. I can't. I can you think relate. It's boring now. As the Age of Enlightenment rapidly influenced such traditions, the gruesome solution started to look like superstitious nonsense, especially to Catholic and Protestant bishops who were surprisingly keen to move forward with the times. That is surprising. By the early 18th century, parish priests were forbidden to carry out such arcane rituals. It's not that surprising to me because the church. The, especially the Catholic Church back then, they used to do that shit a lot, where they would they would want something to change, and so they would say, "Well, we've got to progress," because it's like it's like every time the government tells us that they've they've done a progressive thing, it's basically so that they can do some other horrible shit, right? In the background, yeah. And well, it's also again at the time, it's the same thing that I was talking about before with how much control the church as an organization has over the people. They also still have to say, stay on a certain amount of good terms with the people. So if the people are progressing to a point where they're like, Oh, this is kind of fucked that we still like how right now America doesn't want to legalize weed, but it's people do. So it'll happen. Yes. It'll fucking go kicking and screaming, but it'll happen. Nonetheless, the vampires persisted. Uh, When the reports of the returned dead fell on deaf ears at the Bishop's palace, parishioners went directly to their local government. In late 1731, Austro-Hungarian regimental field surgeon Johannes Fluckinger Yes. Or Flukinger. I like Fluckinger. Fluckinger. We're going to keep saying (laughs) Fluckinger. Johannes Fluckinger? Yes. (laughs) Johannes really do be. Fluckinger. (laughs) (laughs) Showed up in the Serbian village of Medvedgia only about 120 miles away from the previously mentioned Kisijevo uh, to investigate another series of mysterious deaths. Might be Kisijevo. Kisijevo. 
Doesn't matter. I don't think it's in the script. Some again. other Serbian town. Yeah. Uh, to investigate another. Okay. This time, the suspected vampire was an Albanian man named Arnold or Arnaud Paole. Or Paole. 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 When he was alive. I'm sorry. When he was alive, Paole claimed that he would protected himself from a vampire's bite by eating dirt from its tomb and cleansing himself with its blood. Unfortunately, these precautions didn't prevent him from breaking his neck when he fell off a hay wagon. Forty days after his demise, four villagers declared the deceased Paole uh, had returned to torment them. And then the, those four promptly expired the same 24, from the same 24-hour bug that killed before. The local elders would then exhume Paole's corpse and find it complete and incorrupt. With completely flesh, uh, completely fresh blood flowed from its eyes, ears, and nose. Because you just do that. Mm -hmm. We do be leaking. Satisfied by the evidence, the locals drove a stake. We do be flucking her. (laughs) The locals drove a stake through the torso, whereupon he let out a noticeable groan and bled copiously. That's air. Yeah. Just air escaping the lungs Mm -hmm. through the diaphragm, and you go. You do that often, do you? Well, not as often as I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> or is that what happens when you stab your victims in the torso? It's both. Both. It can always be both. Yeah, that's what happens when I stab my victims. All was peaceful for around five years. Unfortunately, Paoli the vampire also had sucked on calves during his rampage. Gross. I'm assuming you mean like baby Baby cows. No, right, right bottom of your leg. <laughs> <laughs> Between the ankle and the knee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, it means baby bad. cows. That was bad. <laughs> uh, as the contaminated cattle matured and were slaughtered, those who consumed the meat also became infected, resulting in as many as 17 new vampires. An expert in contagious diseases... Fluckinger systematically ordered exhumations and conducted autopsies on all of the suspects. In the interest of preventing an epidemic and further panic in the village, he sought a scientific explanation for their sudden deaths and the apparent anomalies in decomposition. Once again, he couldn't find any evidence of known diseases. Folk hypothesis trumped science as the most plausible diagnosis. Fluckinger classified each of the corpses before him as either decomposing or uncorrupted. Given his imperial loyalties, uh, it's not surprising he tended to label outsiders, such as Turks or peasants, as vampires and had them dealt with in the traditional manner. Those from wealthier Hungarian families, like the wife and newborn baby of the Hadnik, were quietly reinterred in consecrated ground. In January of 1732... And see, that's a weird thing, too, because, like, think of a vampire now... The way, the way that we in modern times think of vampires. What is a vampire's social status? The elite. They're, they're high up. They're, yeah. they're nobles or they're aristocrats. Right. Yeah, I was but, just thinking like, yeah, leave it to real life to make the poor and brown people scapegoats. Exactly. It's always the foreigners. <laughs> in January 1732, Fluckinger's report, Visum et Repertum, meaning seen and reported, ignited another panic now see that's an easy that's a good one yeah just straight up i saw it and this is it (laughs) debate show and tell yeah yeah 
Debate raged in scholarly, religious, and court circles regarding the nature of these so-called vampire epidemics. Could vampires be real? The end result no. of, a, of a messy death or funeral. Uh, did citizens need to fear blood-sucking ghouls might attack them in their beds? No. In which case, was it safe to live close to a graveyard? Not really in that it's time. It's still not, no. <laughs> well, uh, it's different reasons. Now. Should, as Lewis and his cohort had long been su- suggesting, the dead be securely interred in high-walled burial grounds outside city limits? Back then, you had if you lived too close to a cemetery, you had to worry about vampires. Now, if you live too close to a cemetery, you just have to worry about 16-year-olds that think they're vampires. I was going to say goth teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the occasional pentagram. Exactly. Some kids with a Ouija board yeah. in the cemetery. And and honestly, Karens. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> Your sister and me and some friends were uh, kids with a Ouija board in the cemetery one time. I thought you were yeah. about to say his sister was a Karen. No. She could be if she wanted to. <laughs> uh, She's the one that would terrify me. Nah. Yeah, you grew, you grew up with her. <laughs> <laughs> to the public, the issue wasn't laid to rest until 1746, when Vatican scholar Dom Augustin Calmet conducted or concluded in his Dissertations sur les Apparitions that, scripture aside, nobody was rising from the dead. He classified vampires as creatures of imagination rather than an immediate threat. An enlightened individual. Yeah. Like the only one in this entire mm-hmm. story. I figured. I figured he'd be the one dude. Yep. So if you ask someone today to name a famous vampire, they're most likely to think of the Count from Sesame Street. But he doesn't really count. <laughs> so the next choice would be Dracula. Why not? Why doesn't he count? Oh, he does. Dude, you motherfucker. You-, <laughs> you set me up. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna forgive me for this. <laughs> I bet it says point to Josh, doesn't it? <laughs> no. And it's, the sad thing is, it took me a minute to get the joke. <laughs> no, I thought I thought it was a one layer pun, but he set me up to make his own goddamn pun for him. Uh, why I'm gonna like slap you one, ah, 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 two, ah, ah, three times. <laughs> Um, a good joke is like an onion. It has <laughs> layers. So the, you have to count those layers, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so their next choice would be Dracula, born from the imagination of the 19th century gothic fiction writer Bram Stoker. Stoker's version of the vampire myth would serve to create the template for what we associate with the term today. In the novel, Dracula is described as a tall old man, clean-shaven, save for a long white mustache, and clad in black from head to foot. Most people s- forget the mustache when they talk about I Dracula. I fully have never heard of Dracula having yeah, a mustache. Yeah, I know. Big, white, long mustache. Because the only two versions of Dracula I know of that when I think of is Gary Oldman in uh, Bram Stoker. Or, uh, yeah, I, don't, I only think of the most metal human on this planet. Bella Lugosi? Christopher Lee. Oh, well, yeah, him too. But Over my head? Christopher Lee Christopher is- Lee? From Sauron, Sauron from Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh yeah. He did a Dracula. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was he, a, also, he was a big Dracula, and, and he also he killed Saxon men with a sword once. Yeah. Dracula depicted in the in the novel looks more like Saruman in 
Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. you do yeah. know that Christopher Lee has a metal album, don't you? That's what I say. He's yeah. a metal as fuck. I just I didn't know if you knew. Or he was like was secret, he was, or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, um, uh, am I semi, some some sort of secret a secret not secret agent, but like a soldier, yeah. like one of them secret oh, service yeah? type deals. Yeah. So yeah, he fought. It was it's pretty. Look him up. He's he's got an interesting storied life. <laughs> so Stoker's version of the and man- his metal is dope as hell. <laughs> it's like it's goth metal, true nice. goth metal. It's like. Metal guitar riffs, like the coolest, like you know, the double bass type shit. Word, I and hope then, I'm not the only person who didn't know. That. But it's just him saying like poems about yeah. killing Saxons and stuff. It's I fucking wild. Imagine Solomon. I shed the blood of Saxon men. I shed the. It's fucking rad. <laughs> um. So, Stoker's version of the vampire would depict him as a cunning immortal creature who grapples with the curse of his own immortality. As he complains in the novel, I am even more prisoner than the slave of a galley, than the madman in his cell. I long to be in the midst of the whirl and rush of humanity, to share its life, its char, its change, its death, and all that makes it what it is. And this is really the first depiction of vampires as, like, tragic. Well, intelligent, too, but yeah, tragic characters. Yeah. And I think that comes with the intelligence. You also know, the human immortal, condition. because... Like yeah. none well, of the were other undead, they were before. undead, but they weren't like it wasn't explicitly immortal. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, it was more zombie. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were much more zombie like in the yeah. early legends. The Dracula novel, especially okay. now since most revenant stories, like, um, like say even in like D and D and stuff, are like uh, a revenant is a soul that returns and has a certain amount of time, right? Um. To, to hunt down their killer or finish their business or whatever. So the Dracula of the novel is serious and highly calculated. He is further described as an expert scholar with an immense knowledge and in many scientific fields, including alchemy. Now I'm seeing Castlevania yes. Dracula. Yes, they heavily, heavily. After becoming a vampire, he became a master of sorcery and necromancy. Mm-hmm. While his powers were later regarded as standard abilities for a vampire... The novel notes that he is exceptionally powerful and gifted, even for a vampire. As such, what abilities are his and his alone, and what are common abilities for a vampire remain unclear. Some of his powers, like the ability to turn into elemental dust in the moonlight, would not appear in most adaptations. Dracula, Which is, is a fucking rad power? Yeah. That one actually kind of sort of appears in D&D. Um, huh. it's called, ooh, shit. It's like That's a, th- a weird spell. It's like ethereal step or something or other. Um, you basically become a vapor. Uh-huh. It's fucking. For like what? A turn? For like a while. Ah. It's like, a, just a thing some of the vampires can do. Rad. It's pretty cool. Gaseous form. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Dracula is as strong, fast, and spry as 20 men. He can see in complete darkness and crawl across walls like a lizard. Spider-Claw. Yeah. (laughs) He can alter his aspect and features at will, though he needs to drink blood to rejuvenate and regain his youthful youthful aspect. He is also able to change his size to an unknown extent. So you're telling me that Dracula can canonically drink very rarely because, like, he could just become old and then become young again and then wait to age up again? I... I (laughs) think so i didn't read the novel and point point blank 
I will confess that most of this part about Dracula's description I took directly from uh, another thing. <laughs> you ain't gonna shout it out. Was, I it, was it Wikipedia? Don't remember. Word. No, I get that. Listen, it's Dracula. Fuck you. Type a couple of those lines in and you'll find it. I don't know. Uh, Dracula can shapeshift into almost any kind of feral beast and lower critter, critter like wolves, dogs, bats, rats, and the like. He is also able to turn into mist and elemental dust in the moonlight, nice. the, the latter transformation being shared by his wives. Mm-hmm. I forgot Dracula has wives. Three. He is also able to control the weather to conjure storms, mist, wind, and rain at will, and to mesmerize people through eye contact or his mere presence. Enthrall you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All feral beasts and critters around will obey his every command. Finally, he can control corpses and shares a psychic link with the vampires he sired. He, He can command them and gain access to their mind but in the process can be but the process can be reversed. Dracula Hold on. What was that last part? He can do what now with his brain? He can command them and gain access For, to them. To who? To the uh, vampires other vampires inside. that he's created. Oh, okay. But the process can be reversed. Got it. Dracula, like all vampires in the novel, can be re- repelled by a religious symbol like a cross or by garlic. Sunlight does not harm him, but he is notably weaker and unable to use his powers during the day. Should the sun rise after he shapeshifted, he would not be able to change form for the whole day. As such, the protagonists are able to hold their own in battle against him during daytime, while they admit they would stand no chance by night. Mm-hmm. There's also a whole thing in Dracula, apparently, about like um, Bram Stoker's potential uh, homoerotic hangups, mm-hmm. and uh, his. It's a whole debate. I think we'll get into it very lightly in a second. But um, there was a whole article that I read and didn't write much down from about um, like the depiction of gender and uh, sexuality in Dracula that was surprisingly progressive for its time. Hmm. Yeah, it was all subtext. but hmm. well, It usually had to be back then. Yeah, well, it's uh, the big thing stems from like how homoerotically it's depicted when he's sucking blood from men. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. He also needs to be invited to enter in an inhabited area. Um, Even Dracula needs consent, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as he has the invitation, he can appear there out of nowhere. Hey, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> ladies. He can also. Why enter- am I doing that joke today? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he can also enter through cracks and intercerse. Inter- Interstices as small as a hair. What the hell's an interstice? I don't know. I didn't write this part. (laughs) (laughs) Spell it. I-N-T-E-R-S-T-I-C-E-S. I'm already on it. Uh, An intervening space, especially a very small one. Okay. Sunshine filtered through the interstices of the arching trees. However, he would be trapped in his vault should a wildflower be placed upon it. I why? I don't know. That's a wild <laughs> weakness. Oh, I don't know. That's Bra- like original Green Lantern being weak to wood. <laughs> <laughs> Bram Stoker had a wild imagination. It was the syphilis. He cannot cross a barrier made of holy wafers. 
and he cannot cross running waters like rivers unless the tide is at its highest. Specifically the wafers, though. Yeah. Yeah, not the wine. The wafers. <laughs> the little Catholic well, How are you going to make a cookies? barrier of wine? That's a moat. Uh, true. You're going to fill a moat with wine? I would have just imagined yeah. holy water. Yeah. All you need is a, an actual moat <laughs> and a priest. Yeah. Which, have you ever wondered why we just don't have a priest go out and bless the ocean? I bet they have. <laughs> they probably I have. guarantee yeah. it. Um. So yeah, he 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 cannot cross running waters like rivers unless the tide is at its highest or at slack levels. So you don't even actually need to bless the moat. Yeah, you can just, just make it just running. Need a river? He can't cross you it. You just need like a lazy river. <laughs> lazy. Yeah. Call wet and wild. Let's get him in this moat here. Everybody stand in the middle of the lazy river, and Dracula cannot get to you. Yes. Walk in a circle, really fast. Get it going. Let's go. He might be able to like jump over and grab you out of the yeah. you know because he can like kind of fly too so finally he must rest on the soil of his place Net. of rebirth on a regular basis to sustain his powers such character- he has to what he has to sleep or rest on the soil of his place of rebirth oh so he's got to have okay grave dirt mm-hmm. yeah uh such characteristics he shares with other vampires vampires can be destroyed by being incinerated immersed in running water Shot with a sanctified bullet, having their heart pierced, or getting beheaded. I like that he has to sleep on dirt from his gravesite because imagine if he just like hired a new maid (laughs) (laughs) and she cleaned up all the dirt underneath his coffin. Wilma, what happened to my gravestones? Oh, I threw it in the trash. You what? (laughs) You crazy woman. What have you done to me? And that's our weekly voices. Thank you. Um. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I should have done. You started the shit with research your on Hungarian. Yeah. Yeah, it's Hungarian. That's your department. You is Hungarian. Yes. <laughs> no, he's Transylvanian. Yeah, he's Hung- Transylvanian. Yes. Yeah. It's only slightly different from Hungarian. <laughs> <laughs> However, the adaptations. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I skipped an entire sentence. Uh, You're skipping sentences now. While the most common method to pierce their heart is by using a wooden stake, iron blades can also be used. In reference to the myths where iron harms supernatural beings. Does steel count? No, it has to be iron. Why? It has to be pure iron. Yeah. Why? Because steel is made up of iron and... Carbon. Yeah. Carbon. Yeah, so it's but... it's pure. But could I... Okay... Could I use other rare earth metals, such as copper? Probably not. No. Or maybe aluminum? Nah. What else is next to iron on the table? I don't know. I don't have the periodic table shower curtain that I can study while I take a shit. Neither do I. I should. I might should get that. Um, Be kind of cool. However, uh, the adaptations tend to neglect this notion. I don't actually have a curtain. Just a glass wall. Oh, man, I wish I had a glass wall instead of a curtain. I like them. Mm. So a popular theory among critics is that the character Count Dracula is based on the infamously barbaric Vlad III. Vlad the Impaler. Better known as Vlad the Impaler. Vlad was born in Transylvania in the 50s. Do you know how bad it was to get impaled, you guys? Oh, yeah. So fucking bad. Oh, Oh, my God. Don't worry. We'll get vivid. Do we get a description? Next week. Okay, cool. Good. I wasn't ready for this week. So Vlad was born in Transylvania in the 15th century and was known popularly as Dracula. 
Huela, or yeah, Draculea, meaning son, son of, of Dracul. Yeah, of Dracul. His father was surnamed Dracul after being appointed to a knightly order called the Order of the Dragon. This name was derived from the Latin. So, so basically, I just want everybody to realize what you just said is that Dracula basically means son of the dragon. Yeah. More son of the devil is what it ends up translating to, but yeah, but dragon and devil were kind of <laughs> they were sort of interchangeable. Yes, sort of like oni and kaibutsu. Yes, for Japanese, they're distinct, but not that but much. But they're both just demons. Yeah. So this name was derived from the Latin Draco, meaning dragon, the basis for the Elder Vlad's epithet. In modern, you see. Rem- in modern Romanian, you wrote it, so yeah, of course you do. Like, <laughs> Drac has evolved to mean devil. Stoker is thought to have picked the name Dracula after reading a book that revealed to him his modern trans. This modern translation, dragon and devil being the same, comes from Revelations. Look it up. I'm not ready to fucking explain that shit to you guys. Um, he notes his notes include an annotation in Wallachian language means devil or Wallachian. Did we ever settle? Come down on that. I want to say it's Wallachia. I'm going to look it up. I want to say it's Wallachia. Is it Wallachia or Wallachia? Oh, that's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> How do you pronounce Wallachia? <laughs> hey, if we have it. Gonna, hold on, I'm there. Pronunciation. We were all wrong. Wallachia. <laughs> Wallachia. So um, the name, however, is not all Dracula and Vlad III have in common. What if it's Dracula? sorry Uh, that was dumb as fuck vlad impaled his enemies (laughs) on stakes to consolidate his political power in wallachia one account i'm just gonna continue saying wallachia uh one account also claimed that while his victims were dying atop the stakes vlad would dip bread in their blood and eat it in front of them that seems like a story well, it says the account is unconfirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether Vlad truly consumed blood, the parallels... That's with... like one of them Cleopatra ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the parallels with Stoker's Dracula remain evident, but we'll talk more about Vlad next week. Yeah. Uh, right now, this week, I just want to remind everybody that people thought that Dracula be- could become a, a horde of bats because... Um, Vlad, the Impaler, used to use this trick where he would set up on the top of a hill... Um, like at dawn or dusk and like look like his troops would basically he would set it up so that the lighting was such that they would release bats towards the enemy Mm -hmm. and it would look like his troops had become bats. Yeah. It was like a scare tactic because then they would start, then they would rush out of the darkness and attack. Vlad had the same like mind for presentation and intimidation that like Blackbeard did yeah blackbeard would go through a lot of the same like intimidation tactics where he would put the um he would put like two fuses inside of his hat yeah and light them so that like smoke was billowing so that he looked like the devil mm-hmm. so you and would he used s- to thread it through his beard too yeah. yeah you would see that shit standing on the side of the boat that was getting ready to come up on you and you all of the people on your ship no longer wanted to fight <laughs> fetch me my brown pants <laughs> um, so some critics, however, have argued that Stoker's inspiration came primarily from other sources and that Vlad simply provided the name. Now, Dracula has been interpreted as an expression of anxiety about Eastern Europeans invading Western Europe. 
as represented by the Trans. What? No way. <laughs> by a Transylvanian who arrives in London and terrorizes its residents. Others see Stoker's novel as an exploration of suppressed sexual desire and a reaction to the patriarchal and conservative norms broadly prevalent in Britain during the Victorian period. I love one of the like one of the biggest plot. He just things. wants to kiss a boy's neck. Yeah. Come on. One of the biggest plot things in Dracula was that he's bored of Transylvania because life there has become predictable, and so he's buying a house in London. I like this Dracula more than I <laughs> yeah, thought I would. I know, right? <laughs> he sounds like me. Like, he's, <laughs> like you know, I, I know I got to do these dark rituals to preserve my sexiness, but like, I just kind of, I just kind of want to like go to London and maybe kiss a boy's neck, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> just go kiss some English boys, eat necks. some escargot. Uh, notably, it inverts the era stereotypical gender roles through the highly sexualized actions of the female vampires. Yet Dracula can also be seen as the evil of temptation personified as he preys on women who must be protected by the men around them, though those men still fail, particularly in Lucy's case. That's like so... That whole set of sentences you just said is fucked up in a bunch of different ways. Lucy is like his big love interest, aside from his three wives. So like, it doesn't matter how you parse that, the women get nothing cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Old 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 times were bad. Yeah. And like even when they were progressive. The description of Dracula set up in Bram Stoker's novel, not super sexy, to no. be honest. Like nah. he can change to be sexy, but his like he just his sounds kind of like form, an old man. Yeah, he's just an old man. He's just like an old dude. He's a pale, very pale old man. He's like a pale old man who wants to kiss a boy's neck. I can go find that at locals right now i was gonna say <laughs> hammerhead <laughs> like yeah you sure do have a pretty little face there boy no um, the guy that the guy that goes to locals that doesn't have any teeth is fine but there's some other ones <laughs> welcome to local <laughs> here you'll find the man with no teeth he's pretty cool you i think got- he, he did punch mark one time well you, mark you- did he deserve it you can say uh, up probably. In the air, you but can say probably. I could really go either way. Okay. The novel's complexity. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you a 50 50. Yeah, apparently he took his teeth out and was like, tell Mark I said hi to Will. And Will was like, is that like a like a high or like an aggressive high? And that was where he took his teeth out and he was like, aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. We live in a fun town. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> the novel's complexity, especially in its representation of gender, allows numerous, sometimes contradictory interpretations. While vampirism is clearly at the forefront of Stoker's dra- novel, be it literal, metaphorical, or just for the gothic scare, Dracula is also preoccupied with m- modernity. Some critics argue that the novel is about the relationship between the past and the future, with Count Dracula perhaps representing the primitive nature of the past. As it permeates the present, you love your alliteration, don't you? I do. <laughs> I really do. Uh, like, that that part was me. Yeah. Per, yeah. Uh, permeates the present and challenges modernization. For example, Dracula drains Lucy's blood and the newly resurfaced technology of blood infusion fails her. She dies by the hand of the past, despite the use of modern medical technology. Stoker might be acknowledging contemporary suspicions about the effectiveness of new technology. Now, another notable and similar... That's a fun sentence. Um, There are 
there's like so many ways you can look at that of like just from any um there's a so like damn it we have completely forgotten the level of nuance that 19th mm-hmm. century writers had it's we can also like just the idea that like if a new technology comes out there will be media around that is both in favor of and very against it vaccines <laughs> well i was actually going to bring up nuclear power yeah because if you guys it's a good one if you think about like most of the science fiction that came out during like the 50s. you know the advent of the yeah like in the 50s and 60s yeah like the version of it that's depicted in fallout Right. right. Well, it was either the Fallout version where yeah. it's inevitably the end of the world or it was the you know, retro future version. Well, Fallout is what we call it, it as now. both. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fallout doesn't depict it as both, but it's like I mean like the utop- utopic version right. happens as well. Yeah. Like so, they do the utopia and then it ends the world. Yeah, that this this happens if you can if you pay attention, this happens to every change of note, every single one of them. You can look up about heart surgery. You can look up about the atomic bomb. You can look up about cars, yeah. bicycles, all kinds of shit. Like, people get scared or excited. Like, right now, we're talking about robot bodies and AI in the same fashion yeah, right. of like, it's coming and it's going to be either scary or cool or probably some combination of both. And I think that is exactly what Bram Stoker... That's one of the things that Bram Stoker was getting at in yeah. Dracula. Yeah. So another notable and similar early depiction of vampires as we know like them... like Frankenstein, too, because that was also another good one where it's like, you really think it's about one thing, and it's fully not. No. It's fully like a very nuanced and detailed story. Yes. Anyway. Um, another notable and similar early depiction of vampires as we know them today can be seen in John William uh, Polidori's 1819 horror short story, The Vampire. Which actually came out before Dracula. Right. Here, vampires would once again be shown to the world in the form of a sophisticated and wise nobleman. Now, as times change, so do our ideas of how vampires would appear in the modern era. Among modern literature, like Twilight, would you really call that literature, though? Yes. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. By definition, it is. I don't even say unfortunately. I'll be honest. Like, um, I like to bitch about stuff. I like to say that, you know, Avatar, the the live action movie doesn't exist because it Mm -hmm. doesn't. But like, (laughs) honestly, I'm kind of of a similar opinion to things that I consider bad media as I am to, you know, religion itself of like, it ain't for me. But you like what you like. I got into a stupid Facebook argument Unless about what it. you like is purposefully hurtful or dangerous to other people. Right. Such as racism and bigotry. Otherwise, if it's not that, then I don't give a shit. Yeah, there was a guy not that, really, was, that you know? was doing the whole, um, some of these quote-unquote artists. And I started egging him on because I was like, uh, can, I, can I get an example? Because obviously I'm trying to get this old white man to say that he doesn't like rap and doesn't consider rap to be art because i knew that's what he was fucking talking about from the context Mm -hmm. and i was just trying to call the man out for being racist about it um but he was like trying to reject he he would he never he never took my fucking bait either Mm -hmm. but he was trying to reject things as art just because he doesn't like them and i like completely lost sight of trying to bait him into admitting that he was racist and i was like you can't 
there's so many artists that I hate because of what they because of the art that they make because I don't like it or because of who they are as people. But it does not change the fact that they are, in fact, artists. So no matter how bad Twilight is, it is still literature. Yeah, it's like people always like to make the joke about fucking Hitler. And yeah, I'm going to bring Hitler up. Whatever. (laughs) Fuck. Um, Where it's like, you know, oh, he didn't get into art school. It's like, yeah, but he was better than you are. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, just because he didn't get into art school, that is not the reason that he killed six million people. Yeah. He killed six million people because he was evil. Right. He would have been evil in art school. He just would have been a smaller evil. He would have just been a horrible man rather than a horrible dictator with the power to kill six million people. Right. And for all of our people, listeners out there, do want you to know that Josh... Thoroughly enjoys going on YouTube or Facebook and getting into arguments with people. He will get in arguments with hundreds of people. Thereby, Josh is a mass debater. It's not true. I don't do it that often. (laughs) He's going to go blind one day. (laughs) (laughs) From reading the idiocy on Facebook, yes, I will. Oh, I thought he was talking about from playing with your dick. Oh, well, that (laughs) was the joke, but. Yeah. Mm. It's a double meaning. Oh, like an entendre. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just like one of those. Okay, so among modern literature <laughs> like Twilight and an endless slew of young adult readers and drugstore romance novels, vampires are depicted as mysterious romantic figures rather than the evil and calculated ones. Or on the opposite side, what we do in the shadows depicts vampires as incredibly human, using their immortality to do nothing but continue to exist. I'm going to be honest with you. That one is the most realistic depiction yes. to me. Yes. Because, I mean... Isn't that what you would do? How many times a week do you say you're going to make a lifestyle change? How many times a day for some of us? Like, if you had immortality, you would do the same thing for the next thousand years. <laughs> and you and you and your, like, four other vampire roommates would just hate each other and have roommate shenanigans, just like what we do in the shadows. I don't know. I think if I had immortality, I would... I would like to think that I would end up being like Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. and Yeah, but that could take forever. Yeah. And right. like, if you recall, Bill Murray in Groundhog Day also made it his job to sleep with every woman in that town. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the type of shit that you start out with, the horrible right. stuff. Yeah. Like, the manipulation tactics and the that. And then fi- at the end of 10,000 years or whatever, you yeah. learn how to be a good person finally. Right. That's what I said. I'd like to say, think that that would be the ultimate goal would be to be a better person if you had no choice. That's why I think death is actually important for humans. It's because otherwise we wouldn't work towards anything because we like to be comfortable and comfort means stagnation. You know, like complacency is easy. Mm-hmm. See, I have to speak as you didn't really. I mean, you mentioned them, but you didn't really go into detail would be Anne Rice's books. Yeah. Yeah, That's, no, I didn't go super yeah. into detail because I love the movies. Interview but, with a Vampire, uh, Queen of the Damned, yeah. Lestat. I think that is likely one of the more realistic depictions of vampires, too. Like, it's it's either that or it is uh, what we do in the shadows. I know in between. I think what the point I'm trying to make is, is that if – so, okay, if a vampire, modern vampire, even mm. Dracula vampire, is they – they become undead but retain their original thought process and yes. personality like if they you wake beasts. up tomorrow 
as a vampire, all that means is that you request night shift. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. You're, it's still people. They're, it's not going to change your... You know what I mean? Yeah. Welcome to Crystal Burger. May I take your order? I would I would find a way to make it into profit, though, you know? I mean, yeah, but that's what people do. Yeah. Is they make money or they do their thing that... They, you know what I mean? Like I would find a way to turn it into profit just so I could continue to, like, exist and think eventually I would become, like, a super genius master vampire like Dracula. But Oh, I would... I mean, for myself, I would start exploiting the fact that I didn't really need shelter anymore. Yeah. And I would use all of my money to try to get rich from the stock market. True. Exploit that. Exploit that. Get on. real rich within the next 10 years and then fucking start investing in, through, you know, investment firms and stuff and then move on, get a, you know. Like I'd just, start a podcast. <laughs> whatever. I'll do whatever <laughs> I want to do. But like. I don't know. It's the same thing as with like post-apocalyptic stories. Why does this like, guy only stream on Twitch past midnight. Everybody is not going. Nobody's gonna put on fucking assless chaps and a leather thong and right. fucking shoot fire out of a guitar if the, if the world ends. Like, dude, that is just what I wear when I play Mario Party. But that's what I'm saying. Is like that's <laughs> if that's what you wear when you play Mario Party. That's what you're gonna wear at the end of the world. Yeah. If I'm wearing sweatpants and a fucking t-shirt, that's what I'm gonna wear after the world ends if you I'm want, alive. You wanna know what's fucked up? Is like a lot of times when I go out, I'm like, what if the bombs drop while I'm out now? I'm gonna be in these clothes for a while. I need to make sure I'm wearing my combat boots and some good jeans. And I know I'm wearing ramen noodle pajama pants right now. Don't look at my <laughs> outfit, Don. I know I'm wearing ramen noodle pajama pants and a Scooby-Doo t-shirt. But that's why I also think, like, what if I die and these are my ghost clothes forever? Yeah. I want to be seen as just like, oh, man, that guy died in his PJs. That's pretty cool. He was comfy. Ironically wearing a Scooby-Doo shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and to everybody out there, I didn't write it. If you want to complain, complain to Josh. Yes, we know Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a massive TV show. Yeah, Kat got mad at me for not mentioning it, too. Yeah. We're three... Well... Two and a half men. <laughs> oh, no, wait. <laughs> oh, no. We can't be associated with that. Shit. No, I already I already had too much. The description of Dracula was too fun, and I could not include it, and that was Man. like two pages on its own. Anyway, we're three people in a room, all of whom are male at the very least, and like, we don't fucking know what v Buffy the Vampire Slayer was about. I do. What? I love that show. What? Really? Yeah. Don't be a smartass. I'm not being a smartass, Don. I love Neither Buffy is the Don. Vampire Slayer. When did it come out? In like late 90s, early 2000s. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I was in my early 20s. That makes sense. And my wife, whenever I got with her. God, I, really? That's a long time ago now, huh? Yes. I know. Shit. Long enough that they're making a reboot. No way. Yeah, that's been out. God. But um, I don't know how but yeah, to deal with these. Cindy was really into Buffy when we got together, and um, I really wanted to impress her, so I started watching it. Ended up liking the show. That I've heard it's really good, but it like is. I was like a little bit too young for it, and so I think that it, means Josh had to have been. If you can get past eh, Josh, I, I still saw it. I saw like a couple of episodes. I saw quite a few episodes. If you can get past Josh Whedon's, you know, just like any other thing, his issues as a human 
the show was really good. And like the first three seasons and actually the whole show was basically using monsters as metaphors for trauma. Basically. Mm-hmm. That's why I've heard it's real good, but yeah. like, I don't have the patience to watch it. Yeah. But that takes us out. Does we it? Are, yeah. We're out of the episode. Um, next week we will be going more detail about. We're going to go actual... into, we're going to go into Vlad. Yeah. We're going to talk more about Vlad. It's going to be gruesome. Yay. Sometimes you wouldn't die from getting impaled immediately. No, you'd sit there you for could a live while. for quite a while. That's <laughs> was... a one piece opening tune. I need you to read it so watch it <laughs> it's it was like worse than crucifixion <laughs> anyway it was much worse than crucifixion actually well, so I mean, much by a lot because most cru- people who were crucified they were just tied up they didn't actually get yeah they didn't impaled. get nailed yeah now they would just, just tie you up and leave you to to dry out in the sun literally yeah, yeah. Um, it was still a horrific way to go when you'd be up there for days yeah. just starving but, the same thing could potentially well, happen yeah. to you under the right circumstances when you were impaled, except you had a giant stake through your ass and out your yeah. shoulder. Or your well, mouth. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just a good Saturday no. night. Nah. <laughs> nah, buddy. Not this way. <laughs> Roasted like a spit. Uh, anyways. That's a fun Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get roasted, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> like a pair of Chinese Ladies. finger cuffs. Okay, um, before we get into all the outro stuff, we have <laughs> go get stuck. God damn it! <laughs> whoa, wait! Don't turn us off yet. We're yeah. not. Doing the yeah, plugs yeah. Yet. <laughs> we're not doing the plugs yet. We have an important thing. Yes, we have an important announcement. Uh, we are looking for ten people. Which sounds weird after that. Yeah, comment. it does. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way to dig out of this. There's no. We're looking for 10 willing individuals who will message us on Facebook or via email. Just send us your addresses. Don't do this now. (laughs) Wait, wait. You have to tell them why first. We have, we made some stickers. We need you to put stickers up around your town. Cover up the Biden stickers. Yes. Just like, fuck man. (laughs) Oh my god! Okay. So we have made um, we made some two towns over stickers. two towns over stickers with the, our, the our very website. very first run of merch yes. that we have ever had officially made, and we want to have basically a street team of ten people, and um, we will mail you eleven. 11 stickers stickers take nine or 10 of them put them up around your town they've got the two towns over logo and And they've got our link yep um i thought i think it would be hilarious if you all put them on top of those gas pump stickers of biden (laughs) that say i did this Mm -hmm. because people don't understand how gas prices work you should make it look like our logo says that we did it yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and send us a picture of that so, if you are interested in helping us out in that way and getting a couple free stickers, uh, simply uh, private message us on uh, Facebook Messenger or send us an email. Send us an email. That should uh, work, too. Our email address is rdj2townsover at gmail.com. Again, it has nothing to do with Robert Downey Jr. Um, 
And but it could it if could. he endorses us. Yes, if if Robert Downey Jr. wants a set of stickers, hey man, I'll you can s- have them. I'll yeah. send them. That would be amazing, honestly. What if? <laughs> right? What if? What if the next Marvel movie, Iron Man, sporting a <laughs> two pounds? <of laughs> no, I was imagining more of a Tom Holland wearing the sticker, and then all the little girls are like, "What the fuck is Tom Holland wearing?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a link. Let's look it up, and then we get a million new followers. Yeah, and a million parents angry at us because their ten year old daughters are. Well, we would get like talking maybe about Walcom and yeah, sure. <laughs> a million of those parents would be mad, but the other million would become our listeners. Also, is the thing. Ah, uh, true. So again, and I'm very funny and charming <laughs> and humble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you're interested, again, private message us your uh, mailing address. We will mail you a set of stickers. Uh, two of them, two or one or two of them, do with as you please. The rest, we ask you. Just to kind of uh, street team it up, advertise, yeah. send. Um, well, I mean, gonna have to. Unfortunately for you, you're gonna have to give us your address. Don't yeah. say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't not, say it like that. We're not gonna do anything weird, I promise. But let us let us know what uh, town and state you're in yeah. in the message as well, because we do want to make sure that we don't end up with like five people in one state. Yeah, that, uh, all that. There's just like. 50 of our stickers up in one town. (laughs) And if you send us an email and don't get stickers, we might send you some stickers later. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Right now, it has to be the first 10 we get. We're we're starting small, and we might move up from there. Mm -hmm. And patrons, don't worry. We do have stickers for you guys. We're going to work that out. We forgot you. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're a patron, do we still, I mean, how does that work? What if a patron wants to be a street team member? Um, We'll send them extra. If they're getting, if they're, it's fine. If if a patron is part of the first 10 messages that we get, we'll send them a little extra. Okay, but um uh okay. Give us don't, money, hey, we patrons, give you more. Patrons don't even worry about it. We got you. Patrons are getting stickers either way, but if they also want a street team, then we will send them more. How many how many stickers do you think people want of us? As many as we can make, Don. Yeah, honestly, people fucking love stickers, dude. You got to put them on your thermos. You got to put them on your desk. You got to put them on. Uh, I got one on my Xbox. I got one on my microphone. You got to put one in your local pizzeria, the one that has the stickers all over the wall. Yep. Yeah, but it's too small for them to see that. Well, they are a little small. Yeah, they're, they're smaller kind of than small. we pictured. them. Yeah, they're smaller than we pictured. them. sorry, but they're big enough that somebody that's why we say gas pumps anyway this has been too long (laughs) now follow us on patreon yeah well it's we got to search it you got to type it in because we're explicit contents patreon.com slash two towns over two towns over we talked about all sorts of things that are too hot for patreon you're goddamn right and then uh facebook you can message us or email us um tto pod facebook.com slash tto pod a fun time. It's a fun it's time. Fun time. Like you said, rdj two towns over at gmail.com. You mm-hmm. can email us if you want. Um, I'm gonna do some more work on the studio, and I'm gonna put a little studio tour video. Y'all, on tell Facebook. Josh to freaking read One Piece. <laughs> I'm. You're wearing me down. Rudy. I'm gonna help. I'm gonna have them help me. We'll make. We'll make a whole separate podcast. Shouts out to the plant moms and their babies. Yeah. Shouts oh. out. Shouts to our out patrons. to all of the patrons whose names are. I mean, I know Katie Reitzel is one. I know Muddy Blairy is another one. I know Carly Redacted. <laughs> I know Erica. Carly, we're going to come do the Goatman Bridge with you. Yes. We, oh, dude! Oh, it's going to be so rad. <laughs> yes, but that's that's a little ways 
down the road. That's down the road, but it's going to happen. It's going to be real fun, though. Uh, Muddy Blary, Katie Reitzel, Amanda Galilli, Jonathan Brada, Carly, Whitney Ketchum, Erica Ingle, John D., Luis Navidad, uh, Beth Lawrence, Amy Reiner, Pat Zabrowski, uh, I'm sorry, Amy Rainey, Rainey, fucking hell, Gina Arnold, and Jordan Whiteley. Whitley? No. Whitley. 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 We're Every gonna, week. Listen. <laughs> you can't do this again. I'm still tired. <laughs> it's fine. Shouts out to the patrons. We appreciate y'all. Shouts out to the plant moms and their plant babies. And shouts out to the buff nuts. Nugs. Buff nugs. Buff nuts. Weasel after the buff nugs. Weasel after the buff n- nuts. Nugs. Nuts. Okay. <laughs> Fuck cancer, everybody. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Be good to yourselves. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.